Welcome to another Guitar Teaching Business Podcast. In this episode, I will be talking about the two-second lean concept, which is all about how to succeed by focusing on eliminating waste. It's a fascinating topic and definitely one I've applied in my own business life. My name is David Hart and I'll be your host. This podcast is for guitar teachers where I discuss teaching and business topics. The podcast is presented by G4 Guitar Schools. If you want to learn more about what we offer guitar teachers, go to the website g4guitaronline.com. If you have any questions or a topic you'd like me to cover, just send me a message. So let's dive in. This is part of a two podcast series. I decided to split it into two parts because it's such an important and powerful topic. So after this podcast, stay tuned for another episode in about a week's time. All right, so Paul Ackers is the author of a book called Second, Two Second Lean, sorry, and is what I will call a champion of lean thinking. He didn't invent the concept, of course, but he has done an amazing job of implementing in both his business life and personal lives. The first time I came across the actual term lean was some years ago. It was actually in 2012, and it was by a guy named Eric Rees who wrote a book called The Lean Startup. Fantastic book. If you get a chance to read it, it really changed my mind about how to think about business and, and how, especially how a startup works. So I had come across the idea of efficient manufacturing, which is where this comes from, when I first learned about Toyota some 20 years ago. So Toyota really brought this concept in a long time ago. Toyota used the lean approach, although I don't think they called it that, to dominate the car manufacturing industry by producing the world's most reliable cars and raising the standard of car manufacturing across the world. It is also the secret to the success of many companies. Just think of Amazon, Apple, probably Google, Microsoft. I, I, don't, I haven't really studied them in terms of lean, but I'm sure they use these concepts. So if you want to see a good example, check out the movie The Founder, which is actually about Ray Kroc and McDonald's. In the movie, you can see how the McDonald's brothers early on designed their process on the concept of lean. When you watch the movie, you'll see that they started out with just a normal kind of hamburger joint. But then they went, they decided to restrict the menu down to just a few items. And they designed their kitchen and practiced and rehearsed to get it all. So everything was operating in a, a lean way. So there was no wastage of time. And that's why... They had that business model. Ray Kroc came into it later, but he saw the concept. He saw what they were doing and decided, this is going to be amazing. I want to be a part of it. So Paul Ackers was mentored by Bob Taylor of Taylor Guitars from about the age of 17 to 19, and he helped Bob to make the first 2,000 Taylor Guitars. And if you know Taylor Guitars, they're great guitars, and they're well famous. This is a company that really des designed the business on a, a lean idea, although I'm not sure that they were calling it lean back then, but that's this is where Paul Ackers got his first kind of taste of production and how things work in a factory in a lean way. Lean thinking in a sentence is learning to see the waste and eliminating it. Waste is all around us, but you need to be looking for it. And if, you think, if you're thinking creatively about how you can reduce or better still eliminate it completely, that's when you'll see your business improve. It's having this mindset mindset around lean that everything can be improved, that there's waste in, in every process and everything that you do. So waste could be in the form of, say, one unnecessary steps in the process or two excess package 
on a product or three time wasted on something. So if we go back to that McDonald's concept, when McDonald's were producing their hamburgers, they could see that in the kitchen, people were getting in the way of each other. There were processes that weren't that didn't need to be to, to say be done. So they found different ways, faster ways to make the burgers, faster ways to pack them, and then to get them to the customer. Now, in the case of Paul Acker's factory, he has no internal walls. This makes moving around easier and keeps everyone more connected. So even Paul himself doesn't have a walled office, and this allows him to call out directly to people in his factory for everyone to see each other to make easy contact. And not having the walls means they're not going through doors. They're not having to walk around hallways, etc. It's It's all set up so easy flow. People can get get around and get to where they want to go. Paul built his factory for $2.5 million, and he did it based on lean principles. Apparently, it would have cost about $5 million. I think he, he mentions that in his video, uh, if, it, if it wasn't for the lean thinking. So he managed to save $2.5 million, cut the price in half just by using the lean concept. So he also built his house, and if you see his house, it's amazing. It's this huge, huge uh, house with everything is wooden, from what I could see, and he built all the furniture as well, which is just amazing, when, especially when you have a look at it. So the lean principle, what I'll call lean principle one, is look for waste and do something about it. The what, what you want to look for are steps in any process that could be streamlined or eliminated completely. It's it's a it's not about just adding or you know adding value, but it's about eliminating waste. And if you can take that as the kind of core principle of this two second lean idea, and where he gets the two second lean idea from is that you, if you can every day take shave two seconds off a process, or you can make it a habit of looking for where you can shave two seconds off a process, those seconds add up over time. So ask yourself what steps in any process could be streamlined or eliminated completely. If it's not helping it's not adding value it's not improving the the situation for people then eliminate it get rid of it it doesn't need to be there start small be organized and be consistent and remember everything is a process try shaving off two seconds a day of the production of everything and that includes your teaching this this means each day look for something small that you can do and and don't worry about trying to change everything in one go or make big changes what you want is to change, make these small changes, and every now and again you'll hit on a, on a big change. So, what happens is it, it, in his factory, he's doing this every day, but he's also teaching his people to do this every day. So they're constantly reducing the friction, if you like, and they get a better result, improving the operation. There's a word muda. Muda is the Japanese word for uselessness or wastefulness, and that's spelled M-U-D-A. Akers brought in a team of Japanese specialists to take a look at his factory so he could see if they could do anything. Now, in one example, they turned a 45-minute process into a five-minute one. He then went to Japan to see how Toyota operated in comparison to the U.S. companies in the car industry. He was blown away by the difference. The Japanese would literally shut down the assembly line if there was a faulty part. In the U.S., they would just replace the part, which is... It really, in the short term, saves time and appears to save time, but long term, the you end up spending a lot more time replacing parts in cars, and you have to keep all that inventory. So, if you can imagine the, in you know, the car manufacturers in the assembly line 
in America, they've got all these shelves and, and racks of spare parts just waiting to replace the, the, the broken bits that come through on the production line. Now, if if it, what happened in Japan, they said, okay, we want the cars to come down perfectly. We don't want to have to replace parts all the time. So if a part is broken on a car that's running down the assembly line, we stop the assembly line and we go back and we fix whatever's happening to cause that part to break in the first place. So you can see they're going to the cause, the root cause of the problem, whereas in the US factories, they were just putting band-aids on the problem, fixing them later. So two different kinds of mindsets there, mindsets. So you can see that in the, the US case, the, it seems like a better way to do it but it only seems that way in the short term. Long term, it ends up costing you a lot more. Okay, Akers visited another Japanese company called Hox, spelled H-O-K-S, where he learned the three S's. Number one is sweep, which means to clean. Two, sort, which means to organize. And three, standardize or systemize. So sweep, sort, standardize. Each day when you come to work, focus on those three things is what he's recommending. Think of like a restaurant where you sweep first, make sure that everything is clean. No one wants to cook in a dirty kitchen or should uh, be cooking in a dirty kitchen. Or more importantly, no one wants to eat food that's made in a dirty kitchen or in a dirty restaurant. If not, take notes. Okay, So if you can't fix everything on the day, write notes down so that you can work on them for future reference. Sort means to, in this case, make sure everything is where it should be. The kitchen staff don't want to be searching for things that they need dur during the time when their orders come in and things start to get hectic. You don't want to be saying, where's this and where's that? Okay, so sort yourself out and standardize. That means set standard processes that ensure everything is clean and sorted all the time. So by standardizing, when you're sweeping, you're sorting and then you're standardizing, you're reducing the amount of sweeping and you're reducing the amount of sorting you need to do each time. It gets, it's a cycle that improves itself. Akers team spend 30 minutes every morning looking for ways to improve their operation. Lean doesn't just happen, you need to make time for it. When you notice something that can be improved, make a note so you can work on a solution. Don't just look for the big improvements. Shaving off a few seconds here and there also contributes to the improvement of your business and life. I found by making lots and lots of small changes, I was able to cover the same amount of information in a 25-minute guitar lesson as I used to do in an hour. Really, by raising the efficiency of my lessons, my students ended up getting more value, but it also required less effort on my part. It meant I had more energy by the last student of the day. This made a huge difference to me personally because now I wasn't feeling tired for those last few students. I was full of energy and I was teaching about five five hours at a time and I, and I was pacing myself. I wasn't burning myself out in those early lessons by, by constantly thinking about the things that I had to do or reorganizing myself. It was just by, by approaching it with a lean mindset and getting rid of the waste, I was able to maximize the lessons and minimize the energy that I required to do it. Akers also talks about teaching your team to think lean. As a guitar teacher, this doesn't just mean those who work for you. It also means your students. Teach your students to think lean about their lessons and their practice. For example, make sure they know how to come into your studio and set up in 30 seconds or less. Teach them the procedure you want them to follow. Without this training and attention to lean, students can sometimes take five minutes or more to set up 
for a 30 minute lesson. They've just lost literally four and a half minutes of the lesson time. In the book, Teach Like a Champion by Doug Lemov, he talks about this idea of champion teachers and he gives a very good example of one particular teacher where they bring their students into the class and they teach them to sit in the same chair each time and they teach them how to get to that chair, which actual route to take, where, which lane to walk down and how to get there and, and set up. And so it's very efficient. Everybody gets to their, their seats quickly and efficiently and sits and is ready to learn pretty well within 30 seconds of that classroom door opening. So you want to do the same thing with your guitar classes, especially if you're running half an hour classes, because you want them to be as efficient as possible. Every second counts. It takes away from their learning time, which can make all the difference over a long period of time. Lean thinking is not the same as being organized. Lean is about recognizing waste and then eliminating it somehow. You're almost certainly seeing waste everywhere all the time. For example, whenever you're forced to wait or move through unnecessary steps, there is waste. Think about when you call a bank or a government department and you go through three menus, each with five options, just to speak to someone who ends up transferring you to someone else. This is a massive waste. A simple solution would be to have someone answering every call who directs you to the right department. This way you aren't forced to listen to 15 options every time along with the wait time for someone to attend to your call. If the average caller takes five minutes to work through 15 options and the call center receives 10,000 calls a day, which is pretty normal, that's a, that amounts to 50,000 minutes or 833 hours of wasted time a day. That's the equivalent of 100 working days of time wasted. Time that could have been used in other areas. You know, as a a customer, as someone ringing in, that it's not, I don't want to be spending that time on the phone. If you think about when you've gone through that ordeal and you have to ring back that organization three or four times sometimes to resolve that problem, you're having to wait every time. And five minutes is being generous. Sometimes you end up waiting 15, 20 minutes on these calls. And if you've got to make four or five calls in a day to resolve your issue, you've ended up spending over an hour on the phone waiting and going through these processes. So keep that in mind. So so that's just my solution to solving that problem is just to have one person answering the calls. It, it doesn't have to be one. You can have 10 people there. Just have enough people to answer the calls as they come through and then redirect. And you could even do this in a way where you've still got all your, your professional staff there who deal with the calls, who take care of it. But then you have this front line. Let's say you have five people at the front who answer the phones and you know that the phones could come, there could be up to 10 people calling at one time during the busy times. So what you do is when you have those five callers that come through or you have the five people taking the calls, then you can have any staff who are not being utilized in the back who, who handle the calls, say they're in the department of bank loans, for instance, then they can take that call and redirect it. Train that staff to know basically where to redirect people to as well. So you have this second tier of people who aren't actually, and, and you take the people who are the least busy, who are least likely, the, the, the parts of the bank to, that aren't dealing with those calls. So you, there's so many ways you could do it in su- such a, a more efficient way. And it's just about studying it and looking at it and to see how it's done and see how it can be improved. Then there's the concept of just-in-time production. This is where you only make products once an order is placed. The idea is it eliminates the waste in terms of oversupply, storing inventory, accounting, and human capital. It's like people who always buy and prepare more food than they need and end up with a fridge full of 
food that they end up throwing out anyway. There is food waste, preparation time, shopping time, the cost of a larger fridge, the electricity needed to run it, uh, the cooking, the refrigeration, etc. About 10 years ago, as an example, McDonald's changed their operation and they moved across. They used to make burgers so they were always some in the especially the main sellers the big macs etc there were always a few of them under the heat lamps ready to go then they changed to a just-in-time model which means they now make burgers when they are ordered at first this meant people waited longer and a lot of people weren't that happy about it but it as they refined the system it got to the point where the orders were being processed just as fast as they were before the difference now though is that the burgers are fresh and there is basically zero waste. Remember that you know every burger that was made in the old system, they had to sell it within a certain amount of time, probably 15 minutes, and then it got thrown out. So over a year, if you think about all those burgers that got thrown away, it's a lot of waste over that time. So the just-in-time idea is about having no waste and also everything is is fresh especially when we're talking food it's mcdonald's have now got a concept where people are almost getting like a a normal restaurant where it's made out the back when they're ready for it so look you see it everywhere people are businesses all the time stocking up inventory doesn't get sold i used to work in a retail business years ago that my mother owned and every year we would have to have all this stock that that wouldn't sell and we and sometimes it, we couldn't even give it away uh, we, we had to take it to the Salvation Army or something of that nature just to get rid of this stock that we didn't need so if we had a system of just-in-time ordering in other words we people could see the products and say okay I want that one and then we get it made in a factory and then it gets delivered to them say the next day then that would save a lot of that waste at Paul Acker's factory, all the orders take about two hours to make, pack, and ship. At the end of the, each day, there is zero backlog. There are no orders sitting there. They only make an item when the order is received. If you were to apply this to, say, your guitar lessons, it would mean you would only print lesson materials as they are needed, if at all. What I used to do before was print and place the pages they were working on in their folder. I would remove any of the sheets that were no longer relevant so they didn't get their folders clogged up. This this meant they also didn't get confused by do I need this, do I need that, or what should I be practicing? It was it was a lean version of what they, they were to practice. Nowadays, our, the G4 guitar teachers are using books but each book focuses on just one level. So for example, if there are five there are five junior levels, a student, say they're on junior level one, they will only have that book. They won't have any other book. So when they get to junior level two, then the junior level one book they'll put away. They can keep it at home if they like, but they don't carry it with them and they don't bring it to their lesson. All the exercises are numbered and progressive, so students and teachers can easily locate where the student is up to at any time. So they could literally just put a bookmark in the book so they know, okay, I'm up to you know, exercise or page 22. This avoids the student really wasting time for looking for different pages of exercises, which is what used to happen before. We'd have these sheets and, they, okay, we're working from this sheet now, now we're gonna work from this sheet. And so students would be you know, looking around for different sheets in the lesson. So we did that and now it saves time. They just go straight to the page that they're working on. Now Paul Ackers makes a statement that all waste comes from overproduction. Basically where there is waste, you will find overproduction. Going through 15 different options on the phone to talk to someone, I think is the perfect example. It's the result of someone producing those 15 options 
the time, that time which was unnecessary because the, the 15 options aren't actually helping. It might appear to save the staff time by directing customers to the right department, but it only appears that way. Apart from wasting customers' time, they are making them angry. Angry customers love to vent, so when they finally get to speak to someone on the phone, they spend their first few minutes complaining about the wait. Sometimes their frustration can boil over into full-on rage, so they end up with this person on the end of the phone who's unreasonable and takes up a whole lot of time. They are in no mood by that time, if they've gone through that process, to be patient with anyone. This sets up the company's workers for a lot of abuse. As a result, you're going to see high turnover of the staff, which in turn really means that they need to put more resources back into recruiting and training new people to fill those positions. They also have to cater for you know sick more people taking time off, so they end up having to hire a few extra people to fill in for the the number of days off that people are having all because they didn't want to hire a few people to answer and direct the incoming calls. Then we can add to that the loss of customers who, because a lot of people don't want to wait, they don't like that process, I I certainly don't. Uh, When you lose customers, you need to find new customers if you want to keep making money and stay in business. And this means marketing, which means time and money. As you can see, it just spirals out of control. It's, It's a really obvious problem when you think about it but most of these companies are trying to solve the problem using short term or what seems like a good idea at the time but they don't measure it they don't go back and look at how it applies in a lean wasteful concept like this so i hope you're getting the idea of how powerful this lean mindset and lean thinking is and taking that approach within your business, you can see as a, as a guitar teacher, there are probably an infinite number of ways that you can improve the way you do things. From your teaching, from to your marketing, to your, your sales calls, to your, to your business operations, to your accounting, all these things that, that operate your business, if you can make them lean, that, that way as you grow, not only as you grow will things run smoothly but it also means that you can grow what te- what tends to happen to most people is that they their business most guitar teachers that i know of they grow their numbers to a point where that's all the work they can handle so if they've got 20 students they they often want to get further they want to m- have more students they want 30 or 40 students because they need to increase their income but they don't have the systems in place the 20 students is taking uh, they're taking up too much of their time and resources that they can't handle more they just don't have the systems in place so if you take this lean approach to your business and you take the lean thinking and apply it you're going to see results. You're going to see a big difference. That's how really I got to where I am today through the G4 concept was simply by hitting it with with the the lean mindset all the time. Where is the waste? Where am I wasting time? In in every area of my business, what could I change to make it run faster, run, run smoother, and to, to remove the friction? And that's what you're looking to do. If there's anything where it takes longer than it needs to, which is almost everything, even even with the years that I've spent, and even Paul Ackers will tell you the same, even with the many, many years that he's been doing things, there's always an infinite number of improvements, an infinite number of ways to shave off time, to decrease your, your costs, to decrease the friction of what you're doing. 
So I hope that's helpful. This is just part one of this. I've got a another podcast, a part two of this coming up because I want to talk about more of this. I think this is such a, an important and powerful concept that this alone, with nothing else, if you just took this idea and used it in your business, I, I would almost guarantee you'll be highly successful just with this one concept. Thank you once again for your time. If you have any questions or a topic you'd like me to cover, just send me a message. If you are interested in learning more about what we offer, go to the website g4guitaronline.com. Thank you.